This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standar. From a payphone, call collect. And welcome aboard once again to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. It is indeed again the quarantine edition for this uh, Wednesday, April 15th of 2020. From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And from the Radio TFI Executive Tower in Queens, New York, tallest building in the borough, as I've heard, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good evening, sir. Good evening, kids and kittens. I trust you all had a wonderful, wonderfully pleasant day. It was a little cool here today. Uh, it's, of course, my place is always frigid. I have windows, but they may as well not even be there. We're in the high 40s tonight, and uh, I've got every window closed, and I'm still in sweatpants and uh, a sweatshirt. Uh, we're doing fine. We're coming at you tonight from the Rick Room here at the Radio TFI Broadcast Center. Uh, on the 73rd and the third floor. Well, when he says rec room, what he really means is is that the room is a wreck. Well, that's because I got Gil so. Christ in the corner here. That's why. <laughs> Gil, say hello to the people. Us? No, not that thing. I keep, I'll go back to You got to really warn him about pissing in the corner of that room, by the I way. I got to warn you about saying pissing in the corner. Oh, jeez. Anyway, how was your day today, sir? <laughs> Moving right uh, along. I, I'm just tired today. I didn't get a lot oh, yeah. of sleep and just kind of, ugh. I mean, I still made my, I, I'm beginning to call it my, uh, my coronavirus average. I'm down, I'm just about every day I'm down about $50. Mm-hmm. From where I want to be now having said that the company has given all of our drivers $150 break per week well, and I'm so far ahead on a car payment that I just I'm backing off on my weekly payment on the car well, so and, and that's what that's why I've always done that with car payments so that when you hit a skid like this and this happened to me when I when I had my heart trouble uh I was a full year ahead so I, you know, that's good. Yeah, I was a year ahead, so that that helped. That helped a lot. Today I did as another day of first. Today I did something Uh-oh. else that I haven't done in well over a month. Well over a month, I went through a drive-through. 
Wow. Yeah, on, on a scooter. On a scooter. <laughs> You're, you just don't want to give up that parking spot, do you? You don't understand. You know, it's for real here. Okay, parking is is a contact sport here in New York. All right? Look, I can rent the tiny little scooter. I don't have to go terribly far. I walk a couple of blocks to pick up the bike. It's nice. I get a little walk in. I had some items to pick up. And then I thought, you know what? There's a Wendy's just up the street. Let me, I haven't, I had to wait. It was probably a good 20 minute wait in the drive-thru in the line. Yeah. Because there's a guy pulled in behind me. Uh, turned out he was a Grubhub driver. Oh, I can't believe they're blah, blah, blah. Turned out he had an order. He pulled through the drive-thru and then he got another one. But they told him, no, you'll have to go around and get back in line. So he was crying. And mo- I said, dude, sounds like your problem is with them, not me. You know, consider a real job <laughs> next, you know, next time. I got a real job. Well, then get another one. What can I tell you? Uh, but anyway, yeah, so I decided, uh, let me get just, I, just for, I, I mean, I could have gone home and cooked exactly what I bought. I have here. I have uh-huh. a burger and fries and but just for a change, I just wanted, I, it's been a while since somebody, I had a meal cooked by somebody else. And, you know, uh, it was a beautiful day. I sat out there on my little scooter and, uh, yeah. Had you some fast food. Had me some fast food. <laughs> and again, first time in over a month that I've had. I picked up some Subway the other day, but I can only consider that fast food. That's good veggies and, you know, some tuna fish and all that i don't consider it fast fast food but uh, uh you're talking but we can't hear you i see your mouth moving nope nope so we lost john i don't know if he uh flipped the switch or there he comes he's on his way back i can i can see it's going to be one of these kind of days today. well hey it almost wasn't a night at all so <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, what it, uh, at about an about an hour and a half ago, about seven thirty p.m. my time, I called John and I said, "Up, oh, we're canceling the show tonight." He said, "Why?" I said, "I have not been able to connect on my internet all day long. When I could, it was slow, and it was I was trying to." Uh, get to a state site today at first i thought it was just that site but then i couldn't connect anywhere so finally at the last uh, i guess about 7 45 p.m hour 15 minutes before we uh we took to the air here i gave it one more shot and boom my internet was back shiny like it like it had never gone away it's cranking out fifty thousand watts of power right now so now you now you know what happened uh, a couple hours ago, a few hours ago, when you heard all that cussing and all that uh, carrying on and words that I, I'll get my hand slapped if I use on the show. So that's right. That if you were wondering what all those words were when all that cussing was all about, now you know what, who was the cussing? rest of the story. Who was cussing on the air? Oh come on. No, you weren't cussing on the air, but you were oh, cussing no. because you couldn't. Oh yeah, I was. I was furious. I was furious. Ed, you cu- you cuss enough when we're not on the air. When you and I are just in, I don't in pre-show. That. I do not deny that. I got a mouth mm-hmm. like a like a drunken sailor. 
There's no question. And that's what about it is. It. He, he he uses them all up. You see now that's me right. on the other hand. I get it out of my system. I have control. I have self control. That's yeah. What it well. is. I have high standards. That's not what she said. Uh, e now. <laughs> oh. I have I have high standards for this broadcast platform. I look out for You're our the listeners. only one. Well, perhaps that may be. It's a lonely, lonely fight. So oh, so all that so, well, just and just curious. How were you? What were you going to lead off with tonight if I wasn't here? Because by the way, John oh. was going to do the show. Well, I hadn't taken one on by myself. What was I going to lead off with? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's see. What would I have led off with? Because you know, I oh, scrambled and put I'd stuff together. I'd actually let off. I actually would have let off with sports da, da, da. and uh, put a rumor oh, out there. Shit. there you go. I was, there's a rumor floating around um, that uh, the Browns and the Vikings are reportedly reportedly in trade talks to send Odell Beckham Jr. to Minnesota. You want no part of that? Well, I've heard. Well, I've I've heard that. Um, I don't know how true. I mean, I, I don't know a if it was even a thing or b if um. I saw that. I did see that. So, but I don't you, know. They got to do something because, you know, Diggs was a malcontent, and they trade. You know, they traded him and got a lot of draft picks, but none of those draft picks were are going to be as good as um. As good as uh, as uh, Stefan Diggs, but you've uh, got was, so. you've got to for your team. You've got to stop and think about this. Is it worth all the nonsense that's going to happen in the locker room and off the field Sunday afternoon between, in your case, noon and and three p.m. He's fantastic. It's uh-huh. great. It's wonderful. But is it worth all the nonsense he's going to drag you through the rest of the week? I can't remember the guy's name. It was, I think it was a running back. Or was he a wide receiver the Dolphins had years ago, years ago? And he was uh, he was a big old hot dog. And he was great. He was great. It wasn't Ricky Williams. I can't I can't think of his name. About four games in, they uh, they dumped him. It wasn't who they did a couple of years ago. They did uh, last year, two years ago. Uh, Ajay, they got rid of him uh, for the same reason though. Uh, but a lot of teams these days are just not willing to put up with the nonsense anymore. It's just not worth because then they got to wind up paying the guy anyway when they dump him. So, you know, can he win you some games? Is, uh, is, uh, OBJ talented? You better believe it. You best believe it. There's no question on a football field. Is he worth the added aggravation? Yeah. You know. Well, that's just something they're going to have to decide on. Vikings, though, now I've heard this from a couple different uh, uh, sports uh, talking heads here in the Twin Cities that say that the Vikings have a uh, organization. Their organization is very solid. Um, quite frankly, Mike Zimmer will put a boot up his ass if he starts acting up. Bring bring back the ghost of Bud Grant. A homie don't play. <laughs> Seriously, he does not play around. And by the way, you know what those current Vikings don't appreciate? 
the fact that they no longer play in an outdoor stadium. Put them back in the old uh, uh, stadium in Bloomington. Get them that out of that frozen dome. tundra. It, that was, you know, my God, I remember watching games from uh, Bloomington. Uh, was it was it Bloomington Stadium? Well, it was Metropolitan Stadium. Metropolitan Stadium. That's in Bloomington, which now is the site of Mall of the Americas. I know. I was just going to ask you if you knew I, that. Very I, good. Okay. On my big road trip, we stopped in Minneapolis. We were going there. The Dolphins, coincidentally, were playing the Vikings. So we made a trip to Mall of the Americas. And I had done some uh, reading, reading up on it along the way because we had our AAA uh, travel books and all that. This is 1994, Kids and Kittens. Internet was not as huge. Uh, I didn't bring my cell phone because it was too expensive to cart it cross country. We had one. Probably buddy, too heavy to carry with you. <laughs> no, they we had gotten the, the flip phones at that point. but uh, Oh, really? I, yeah, or no, maybe uh, Harry had the candy bar. We didn't have the big one, but Harry brought his, but we I don't think we used it two or three times because roaming charges. Anyway... Oh, so we get we get to the Mall of the Americas, and I had I I was on a quest. There were two things I needed to find. One was where Home Plate was, okay, uh-huh. and the other was the uh, the seat, the approximation where Frank Howard hit the longest home run. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Wasn't Frank Howard? Who was it? Oh, it was uh, Harmon Killebrew. Harmon Killebrew. My my deepest apologies. I love I love the big guy. I was I saw a video with Frank uh, Frank Howard yesterday, and that's what that's what had me. You're right, Harmon Killebrew. Now I will ask you that I will ask you this, sir. Do you know where those two items are located? Uh, I have. Well, they're inside the mall. Yes, they are inside them. the mall. Home plate is down there. I think home plate is somewhere down there in the. In the um, Nickelodeon land that's down there somewhere. I don't know what it is now. Again, I'm going back to 94, but I can tell you this. It, in, in the amusement park. No, no. Actually, I th- No. Oh, really? Nope. The home plate is, and I had to ask about 10 people. Nobody knew what I was talking about. People that worked in the mall. It is at the entrance. I couldn't tell you what the store is now. I couldn't tell you what it was then. It is... Actually, I had a hunt for it, and it was behind a sign, and they had put something near it. Uh, but it's there. It's right by the entrance of a store. Now, what you're thinking about with the amusement park, if you look above the roller coaster. The seat. The, the seat, seat. is hung up. The seat is hung up. That approximates, that's in the path of Harmon Killebrew's home run. The wall's not in the same place as where the stands were. But they, they figured it out, and that seat hangs right where because i think he hit it into the upper deck the fourth row of the yes. upper deck or something uh, uh, something like that yes and nobody seen nobody seemed to know what i was talking about uh, but <laughs> i found them both i found them both kids these days if you're if you're on no, the no uh, appreciation for history if you're on that spiral staircase or escalator whatever it is that's like right there uh, if you're looking out over the mall, the the roller coaster is to your right. You can see, you got to be about the third level up, and you're almost dead even with it. Huh? How about mm-hmm. that? How about that? That's your hometown, buddy boy. Very good. That's Very your good. hometown. I did. Uh, I did get to see Frank Howard play. You mentioned him. Yeah, because he uh, went with the uh, with the Senators to 
Minnesota. Or did yeah. No. 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 Oh, he was with the expansion team. Yeah, he was with the reincarnation of the Senators. Ah, that's 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 right. Ted Williams was the were, manager. Yes, 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 yes. Right, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um I was just a kid, uh, but I was I was in box seats. My dad used to get some fantastic seats for the Royals games. Fantastic. We were just, you know, within feet of the, well, actually, we were just within feet of the on-deck circle uh, this one time when they, the Royals were playing the Senators. And, okay. I mean, Jesus, you, it was amazing. Well, there was, really, there I mean, was, that's why I love baseball as much as I do now. There was only a very short time where the Royals and the Senators overlapped. Because mm-hmm. the Royals came in in 1969, along with the Seattle Pilots, the uh, mm-hmm. Mo- the Montreal Expos, and the San Diego Padres. Right. And the Royals came in in 69. The expansion Senators team, for those of you that don't know, the original Washington Senators moved to Minneapolis in 61, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. The... The expansion team in Washington, it was the next year, 62, or it might have been the same year. It was the same year because they also brought in the California Angels, the LA Angels at the time. That's right. So, but they also left in 71 to go to Texas to become the Rangers. So there's only a couple of year overlap that you would have, the Royals would have been able to play the Senators. Yeah. Excuse me. I hiccuped. I know. Are you going to be okay there? I'll be just fine. I have a beard and a mustache. What could go wrong? Well, you have a you have a you have what I want to call a semi. By the way, it is all white on the bottom. It is just all white. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all right, but it's certainly all white. So anyway, there's your expansion baseball primer for tonight. Hmm. So what uh, else did you you said you had a couple things in the old hopper there? Oh yeah, let's let's get to uh, let's get to topics today. It, this is all today. This actually happened last night. Well, the Crypt Keeper is alive apparently. Kellyanne Conway made her way out of the meth lab and uh, said something really dumb last night. But I don't. But I believe she knew what she was talking about. So she was on that three-headed monster yesterday that's known as Fox and Friends. And let, let's just play it, and, and then we'll talk about it after. The president took decisive right. and immediate action the end of January to shut down flights from China. That was criticized by the WHO. It was criticized by other people as xenophobic and racist, and travel bans don't work. Well, this one sure did. So we have every right to know, and every right to know... Uh, because of what's happened here in this global pandemic. But there's another reason. Some of the scientists and doctors say that there could be other strains later on. This can come back in the fall in a limited way. Uh, This is COVID-19, not COVID-1, folks. And so you would think the people charged with the World Health Organization uh, facts and figures would be on top of that. That this is just a pause right now. So there's an investigation, examination to what happened. But people should know the facts. Yeah, Kelly M. We should know the facts, not that you would have, or not the alternative facts. Uh, let's let's get right to the heart of the meat of this matter. Kelly Ann says that this is COVID nineteen, not COVID one. She knows full well why this is called COVID nineteen. 
It's a Corona CO virus that came in 2019. Right. And she knows full well that that's why it's called that. She's pandering to the base because now mm-hmm. she's going to get them all fired up. Yeah, why, why, why didn't they do anything about the first 18? Well, you know, look, I felt shortchanged because, as a matter of fact, I have here, and some of them are really funny. Let me get it. This is from rawstory.com. And, and and they uh, <laughs> Twitter responses to Kellyanne's statement. And again, nobody believes that she's that stupid. Okay, uh, let's see. All nineteen COVIDs ranked, and of course, there's nothing. <laughs> this is from this is all from Twitter, by the way. Uh, this is from Bunny Sparber, who says. And she's quoting Kellyanne. Why should I watch the movie K-9 with Jim Belushi? I haven't seen K-1 through 8. Good lord. Uh, PNC Who says she hasn't seen the first 2,000 Space Odysseys either. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, Gotta love Twitter. From Lenny Paris. Kellyanne is a total imbecile when it comes to facts or science. COVID-19 means that the virus was uncovered in 2019, not that it happened 18 times before. STFU Kellyanne and stay off TV. Go back to your crypt. The only reason I read that was for the line, go back to your crypt. Uh, mm-hmm. Dave Itzkoff. Well, you'd think that Malcolm X was the successor to Malcolm IX. Malcolm Nine. <laughs> oh. From, from at... I-N-F-P-H-N-M. Uh, this is POTUS 45, not POTUS 1, folks. And so you would think the people in charge of the 25th Amendment, facts and figures, would be on top of that. Uh, <laughs> and Mark Zohar, when Prince released the album 1999, my first thought was, it took him 1,998 albums to write Little Red Corvette? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's see. There's, I'm so COVID and eight. You're so COVID and late. That's uh PJ hooray. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I'm with the camp of she ain't that stupid. She's a very intelligent woman, very intelligent person. And she's just pandering now, just pandering. Uh, yeah, look, I've always said about her, she's the she's a gr- the greatest deflector. She would beat beat any NHL goaltender. Nobody deflects and 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 makes saves like she does. I give her all the credit in the world. I would hate to be in an argument with her. She is she is lightning fast on her feet. You know, the facts be damned, but you know, she's lightning fast. Exactly. <laughs> and and she will make it sound. You know, she will just dig her heels in. And just make you sound like you're the idiot and you're the one that's lying. Uh, and again, she looks like a meth head now. Uh, she really should go back into her crypt. I have nothing good to say about these people anymore. Nothing. No. So so here's what else I've got. And there was a little demonstration up in uh, Lansing, Michigan today. Saw that. So, Locked a hospital emergency room, didn't they? Yeah, I was. I was going to get to that. Uh, I've got. I've got uh, the governor talking about that. So we, we're going to start with this was during the quote unquote rally 
This is Governor Whitmer, Gretchen Whitmer. She was addressing this issue. We know that this rally endangered people. This kind of activity will put more people at risk. And sadly, it could prolong the amount of time we have to be in this posture. Right. So now they were say, uh, the rally people were saying, oh, we got thousands of people there. No, they did not. And you can easily tell from the photographs. First off, none of them got out of their car. And a lot of them didn't get out of their cars. Well, if you're, yeah. all ready to, if you're ready to go back, get on out. But then the other idiots were out there giving candy to, to kids with uh, no gloves, no nothing like that. They had one, one they're, they're, they're waving the Confederate flag. Why? It's Michigan. In Michigan. Uh, but although I did read, somebody said, you get, t- you get not too far out of Detroit and you might as well be in the South. So, uh, but yeah, they blocked the, they blocked the road. They blocked uh, the driveway to a hospital. Apparently an ambulance had to wait 10 minutes to either get in or get out. Uh, and let's you know, hope th- it's get out. And this is, you know, this is, no, let's hope it's to get in. At least the person is already in the ambulance. No, no. I thought, well, the ambulance was there already on the property and probably dropped off there. Be that as it may, it's still. uh, So now uh, we've got just a quick piece of audio of what some of the folks up there in Lansing are really, really fighting for. Because they want these these stay-at-home orders to end. I can't go between those houses. You can't buy paint. You can't buy lawn. You can't buy lawn fertilizer or grass seed or whatever. I mean, come on, all statewide, really? You know, it's time for our state to be opened up. We're tired of not being able to buy the things that we need. Go to the hairdressers, get our hair done. That's right. You can't buy your uh, fertilizer, your paint. How else are you going to make your bombs? For God's sake. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, a man's got to make his bombs. Oh. I mean, for goodness sake. You know, and they're not getting... Nobody wants to be doing this right now. Nobody's having fun at this. And we're going to play something by no, uh, by, de- by Deputy Dog out of Louisiana, Senator John Kennedy, in just a little bit. Uh, so, uh, about this whole reopening the country... Everybody needs to just relax, okay? We've already seen there's other countries that have tried to reopen. And boom, they got immediately hit with a second wave. We have test Testing is the number one thing right now. Once we get to a point where we can all get tested and know who's got what and we can move on these things, then we can start moving about again. Uh Here's here's one last one on that. This is Governor Whitner post rally. She was uh, speaking to Joy Reid on MSNBC. The stay at home order at all. It was essentially a political rally, a political statement that flies in the face of all of the science, all of the best practices, and in the stay home order that was issued. You know, this was looks like a lot of people, and and it felt like a lot of people. But in the bigger scheme of things. Michigan's a state of 10 million people, the vast majority of whom are doing the right thing. Our hospitals have stepped up, our nurses, our doctors, the average citizen who's staying home or is contributing in some way to help people on the front line. That's the story of really what's going on here. 
This group, uh, this small group of people that came together without masks on, who were passing out candy and with bare hands to children, who were congregating together, who were, you know, wearing, brandishing their weapons, who were uh, having, you know, posters of um, being anti-choice. I mean, this was a political rally. It was a political rally that is going to endanger people's lives because this is precisely how COVID-19 spreads. And let me just add one more thing. The cars were blocking one of our hospitals, so an ambulance literally wasn't able to get into the bay for 10 minutes. This is the kind of behavior that extends the need for stay-home orders, that spreads COVID-19, that overruns communities. And this is precisely um, the worst thing that, that could have happened today. I'm all for people having a difference of opinion. If people are angry, and I know there's a lot of angst and people are feeling it and they want to direct it at me, that's fine. I can take it. But showing up and being this irresponsible is not just endangering their own lives. It's endangering all of our first responders and our ability to meet the needs of, of the people of this state who are all trying to do the right thing. And this is what happens when people politicize this issue. This is not a political issue. We'll get to King Dimwit in a no. minute here. Uh, and we got some good audio on him today. But look, again, ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, your old Uncle Ed is, you know, and look, I've been, I, I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm a pro in the couch potato league. I'm, and I don't even have a couch anymore. And I've maintained my standing. And I want to get out of here. I want to be able to just walk into a store and chit-chat, sit down, have something to eat, and not have to you know, worry this, that. Now, we're going to we're gonna be with this for a long time. We, we are nowhere close to being done with this. Oh, uh, no. You know, look, we'll reopen at some point. More people are going to die. It's just it's just that simple. Uh, let, me, uh, let me play nitwit. Because, by the way, today he started off politically. Dr. Burks got up and spoke for about two or three minutes. He started off with, uh, let me play. It was, this is part of it. But every block, every week, they put up roadblocks. Whether it's Russia, 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 or whether it's impeachment hoax, or whatever it may be, it's always roadblocks and a waste of time. If the House will not agree to that adjournment, I will exercise my constitutional authority to adjourn both chambers of Congress, the current practice of leaving town while conducting phony pro forma sessions is a dereliction of duty that the American people cannot afford during this crisis. Now, he's going on about the fact that this is how he started today. Okay. I can't get my, my federal judges. Uh, John, you got to move your camera. Uh, I can't get my federal judges approved some have been waiting two and a half years three years or even longer blah 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 oh my goodness uh and it's all the democrats all the democrats fault and and he uh somebody must have educated him last night because then he, he came out with this the senate should either fulfill its duty and vote on my nominees or it should formally adjourn so that i can make recess appointments that's your drunk uncle talking kids yeah, that's doesn't you. he sound like he's? Well, he's probably on the Adderall. A couple of uh, that's the Adderall. 
That's the Adderall. Listen to the sniffing. The sniffing is the dead giveaway. I'm no expert on it. It's just what I've been, I've read and I've been told. Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, so, so he came out and did, I don't know, the first 15, 20 minutes on the Democrats. It's these briefings now are, it's pointless. It's pointless. I didn't get anything from the reporters today because at one point he's, uh, he said, oh, it's a little chilly out here for April. Yeah, that's our wartime president. And then he just at one point, I guess about 40 minutes into it, just turned around and walked inside into the Oval Office. Good. And, now we can have a real press conference. Well, everybody went with them. So let me let me finish off with our audio segment here by by finishing with with uh, Senator John Kennedy, Republican out of Louisiana. Let's listen to it, and then we'll see what you think after it. I, I, I'm very very soon the can's going to run out of road. We got to open this economy. If we don't, it's going to collapse. And if the U.S. economy collapses the world economy collapses and trying to to uh, to burn down the village to save it is foolish that's a cold hard truth number two yes we shut down but the shutdown did not stop the spread of the virus i wish it had but it's too late for that the shutdown slowed the spread of the virus at enormous cost but it still spread Number three, when we end the shutdown, the virus is going to spread faster. That's just a fact, and the American people understand that. Uh, So when we open up, and we're going to have to, and somebody's got to make the call, we've got to be smart about how we do it. Don't open up in the middle of a hot spot. Um, encourage your elderly and those with pre-existing conditions to stay quarantined and provide them financial support. Wear masks. Try to socially distant, uh, distance. Um, use technology without violating privacy to try to track the hot spots and, and, uh, and track people who have been exposed. Um, uh, test as much as we can. Well, there, there's two things that I want to jump on here. First is the very last thing he mentions, which is testing. We've just now reached the point where we've tested 1% of the population. Sure. As, of, as of earlier today, we were just shy of 2 million confirmed cases in this country. 2 million. We are nowhere close to being uh, having enough tests and, and all that. The other thing is, well, if you just kind of listen to it and let it roll over you, some of it makes a little bit of sense. But as you start getting into it, he says the one thing, well, our uh, our citizens will just have to accept that. So what you're saying is that you're going to give everybody a gun. You're not going to tell, let anybody know who's who's got bullets and who doesn't. And essentially, we're all going to point them at each other at one point. You live, you don't live. You just got to take one for the team. That, to me, that's what I'm hearing. You got to take one for the team. Well, according to uh, Representative Trey Hollingsworth in uh, Indiana, he uh, apparently he was quoted to say, favoring the economy over Americans' health 
is the lesser of two evils. Yeah. Right? You think you think that oh my god. There was somebody Reopening else Opening the economy is uh, preferable to preventing a new wave of uh, coronas uh, deaths. Well there was there was one somebody else who had similar thoughts. Wait till they get a load of me. I can't wait, Jack. I I can't I can't say I'm comfortable. Look, yes, at some point the economy does have to reopen, but at what cost? We need to have everything in place. We need to know that when the inevitable second wave comes, okay, that we're better prepared. And by the way, this moron has got to stop saying Obama didn't have any uh, COVID nineteen testing. Forum. It didn't exist three years ago, you nitwit. That's tune in tomorrow for Temper Tantrum Thursday. Are we doing that again? Oh, uh, I'm yeah, okay with I it. Could definitely see that. All right, tomorrow's Temper Tantrum Thursday. <laughs> but uh, so, go ahead. Well, again, this was from the. We're, lo- we're, we're losing you, John. We're losing you. Is this any better? Yeah, it is now. Your connection okay. is... Okay. All right, go ahead. Apparently, there's a couple of house... De- no, I'm Democrat. sorry, John. Uh, John, you're going to re- you're gonna have to reconnect, my friend. Uh, you're coming in all scratchy. Sure. Yeah, just do that. So, sure. yeah. Okay, go ahead. You do your thing. I'm going to fill a little airtime here. He's gone. I thought he would never leave. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, do you want to be the one that catches it and take one for the team? I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to give it to him. I don't think I have it. I've been cooped up here for 30, 30 days now. Uh, I step When I do step outside, I have the mask, the gloves. I, I wipe everything down when I come back in the apartment. Uh, so I'm not afraid of... of uh, transmitting it to anybody but goodness gracious i mean we got people just i i was at uh, a cvs store today and uh the young clerk was telling me oh yeah our boss has got it now you know and remember these are the people don't forget oh it's just so easy to get oh which reminds me hold on we almost forgot just- again so most people have a fear of acquiring the virus I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus yeah, and change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Thank you, Professor Graham Medley. I apologise, John, I cut you off there. Uh, supposedly there's a pair of House uh, Democrats who have introduced legislation that would pay millions of Americans... $2,000 a month during the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. The bill, which is called the Emergency Money for the People Act, was proposed by Representatives Tim, excuse me, Tim Ryan of Ohio and Roe Kahana, I, I probably killed that, <laughs> of California. Uh, I just I thought it, thought oh, it was amusing. about me about me murder about me murdering the guy's name. Yes, yes. But um, 
Now the act it says that the act would provide significant relief to struggling Americans and includes a two thousand a month pay, uh, two thousand dollar a month payment to every qualifying American over the age of sixteen until U.S. employment returns to pre-pandemic levels. Now, first off, I am not going to try to sprinkle fairy dust here. The odds of that passing are are going to be slim and none. Mm-hmm. Because there's, there's just, I mean, you know, look, uh, Miss Lindsay's already carping about how much uh, people are getting on this uh, from unemployment. I remember, again, that was, you know. that was three weeks ago. That was before the whole bill was passed oh, a month ago. I, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. she's got a different opinion now. Uh, uh, do you think? May I? You know? Who knows? Anything? Any anything that involves trying to give uh, the low man on the totem pole, low man on the totem pole, a hand up? He is. He's totally against it. I mean, have you seen any? evidence to the contrary ever no and i will quote i will quote daddy warbucks from the fantastic musical annie the broadway musical at one point daddy warbucks says and i quote you don't have to be nice to the people on the way up if you don't plan on coming back down end quote (laughs) that's before he becomes a nice guy that's absolutely true. true absolutely true uh-huh. Here's the thing. What's going to happen, um, even if, even if by some magic, uh, some act of magic, remember how many, uh, how a few months ago, uh, how it was uh, said that Donald Trump could, Donald Trump could suck all the coronavirus out of the, uh, out of the atmosphere and he'd still be uh, he'd still be bastardized. I'm pre- paraphrasing there. Oh yeah, somebody but, yeah, said that. Even, yeah, yeah. One of the Republicans said that. Um, even even if coronavirus were to disappear tomorrow by some miracle, your people are going to need to have money in their hands in order for these businesses, especially restaurants, especially service type opera. Uh, uh, operations they're gonna customers are gonna have to have money in their hands yep and that little that little bit of twelve hundred dollars uh a one-time thing ain't gonna do shit oh by the way just just as a side note uh and i don't have it in front of me but steve mnuchin you know that guy uh our our secretary of the treasury said that that twelve hundred dollars should last the average family about ten weeks, so one hundred twenty bucks a week. Yeah, okay, there you go. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. living on a hundred and hundred and twenty bucks a week for. Yeah. Uh, let's see when that were was you, in about nineteen seventy. What were you fifteen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was before I got my big job at the uh, at the uh, fish house. Ooh, sounds exciting. We'll have to talk about it some night. Not tonight, but some night. Yeah. Oh, God. 
prepare a full hour one of these times if you really want me to go back. I, I really don't. In history here. I really hmm? don't. I really don't. I was just being Come nice on. to you. Okay, moving on. Some friend you are. You, you've made a big leap there, my friend. <laughs> what, what have I told you about assuming? <laughs> well, you know. You say nasty things about my facial hair and, you know, uh, anyway. Hey, if I hey, if I didn't say nasty things about your facial hair and I said, oh, you know, Ed, that looks sharp. You, you should just keep that a going. If I'd have said that to you, I'd be lying to you. I don't think you should shave it because what the hell for? But I would be lying to you. What kind of a friend lies to his friend? So, so in other words, what you're saying, as a friend, uh-huh. mm-hmm. you think my facial hair is horrendous, but you'd also like me to see me keep it because you want to see me be ridiculed. That's what I'm hearing. I don't, I don't want to see you be ridiculed. Who the hell's going to ridicule you? You. Besides me. My sister. Well, but we st- but we still love you. We we still think the world of you. By the way, we're gonna have the big reveal on Saturday on whether we keep it or shave it. It's the big reveal this Saturday morning, ten a.m. on the Texas Stand Hour here on Radio oh. TFI. I I can't I can't wait. By the way, seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. You are. Definitely invited to jump into the conversation here. If you don't like your phone voice, well, then hell, just send us a tweet at Taxi Stand Hour and uh, have or, something intelligent to say. I we might even read it over there. Well, that's never stopped us. Might. And also go to that's at our show at Ed Radio TFI and vote in the poll. Keep it, shave it, well, shave there it you all. Go. And I'm not pushing either way. I I will do what the public demands. I will I will I will yeah. follow that. I will follow that. So so get your votes in now. Uh, polls are open till uh, I think eleven o'clock tomorrow night. Eleven. We're gonna do temper tantrum Thursday, and then uh, you'll have about another hour after that. To uh, I just have. Uh... Talking about temper tantrum Thursday, I just hope that my day doesn't get as bad as last week to to initiate all that. Don't Good benefit. Lord. Well, we don't have to do it. Maybe you know. Well, well I'm, thinking, I'm hey. Maybe, there's still a few things I could bitch about. You bet. Well, there you go. Then, then we'll you know we'll we'll just see how it goes. We'll play it by ear. Maybe I can play a but you can interview Gerald tomorrow. Oh, Gerald! I would rather I would rather have teeth pulled. Is that a fit now? Without without painkiller. Without painkiller. Yeah, Mister Shannon. See, he 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 he, he he wants to be nice to you. He wants to be your friend. I need a friend. I need another friend that bad. I'll go buy a dog. <laughs> Oh man. You are incredibly rude. See Thank now. you. Mission accomplished. Holy shit. 
That's enough of Gerald for now. Gerald, go back. Go take care of Gilchrist. That's enough of Gerald for about a week. <laughs> Gerald, go take care of Gilchrist. Yes, sir. All right. See, was... see, he talks to me nicely. Well, you created him in your own image, so. Well, it's, <laughs> there you go. There's something to be said for that. There is something to be said for that. But anyway, so we've got... <sighs> I, I, I just think it's hilarious that Trump is out there trying to quote the Constitution now. And, you know, he he, he did a complete backflip on the whole I'm in charge thing. Uh, now it's, oh, oh, yeah. oh well, the gov- it's on the governors now. I, now he's back to I take no responsibility. Okay. Of, of all the times we needed a leader. This is, well, this is the moment I've been afraid of in this administration. Was and I've said this. What if I've said this publicly? What if we hit that big natural disaster or something like I never imagined this? But is this the guy we turn to to lead us? Clearly, no. Clearly, no. It is all about him. It is all about what's good for him. How does he benefit? Uh, I'm telling you, as as this all shakes out over the months and years. We're going to find out that him and his family and his cronies had their fingers in various pies and that they're making money off of this somehow, some way. There's no question in my eyes. Uh, None. None whatsoever. By the way, I want to... I want to put a thought in your head because I want you to give this some deep thought and I don't want to cover it tomorrow, but by Saturday's show... As you know, um, or as you've heard, uh, Vice President Biden has also been accused of uh, sexual improprieties. I'm trying to think now who the lady was. It was on a podcast where she uh, claimed that she was sexually assaulted by Biden. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb with this right here and now. I don't want you to blast me because I want you to think about it for a little bit before we talk about it on Saturday. Okay. I am at the, of the mentality that if you were to lock up every 70-year-old plus man for sexual impropriety, not making excuses for it, but if you were to lock up every single 70-year-old man, 70-plus, you would, would single-handedly eliminate the uh, that group between 70 and 80 from... They'd all be locked up. They'd have to have their own little... Uh, have to have their own little uh, prison just for all those old guys that did stuff that they were not supposed to do to women. I'm not talking about outright rape, but you're talking about butt grabbing, boob grabbing, um, things that in other words, society. Can I, can I interject just to be clear? So in other words, you're talking about the fifties and the sixties and a good part of the seventies. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Not excusing it, just explaining it. Yeah. No, I, Look, was it wrong? Absolutely. 
but people who are sitting there and pulling their hair out right now don't realize it's a bad excuse, but it's true. It still happened. It happened. It ran rampant. It was it was kind of like the it was really kind of like the Catholic uh, Church and all the uh, all the priests that were uh, that were molesting the altar boys. Catholic Catholic Church was, altering boys for five hundred years now. Yeah, exactly. By the way, I was uh, an altar I was an altar boy. You were. I, I were. Huh. How'd that work out for you? Another story for another time. <laughs> it it was really it was it was a running back. I remember that. I'm sure you remember it. In the seventies, it was a running joke. Mm, back then, not so much where I was. Oh, again. No, I mean, I, I you've you've asked me to to kind of just simmer on this, so I'm just going to yeah. simmer on it. I hey. And let's save it. Let's save it for Saturday. Because... Put it in your pocket, pal. Yeah. So let me get this straight. You want me to build up two days worth of steam? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> See, John knows where to light the fuse and when to light it. Because <laughs> there's can, not right now. I see. There's nothing he enjoys more than watching my head explode off my shoulders. <laughs> I'll tell you. I can right now. I see that fuse. I remember the remember the original series, Mission Impossible. Oh yes, how the oh, fuse yeah. just uh-huh. yeah <laughs> going forever. Okay, very good. I'm gonna respect your wishes, and I'm just gonna sit here and bite my tongue or whatever else is convenient. <laughs> the steam. I can see the steam already coming out. If not for the headphones, the headphones, if if not for the headphones, pal, you'd uh, this whole room would be uh, fogged up. You wouldn't be able to see a gosh darn thing. Uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna refrain from commenting on that. I'm gonna respect okay. your wishes. Uh, I appreciate that because we don't have enough time right now. We don't have oh, enough time oh, to talk oh, about it. Oh no, oh no. And uh, we also tomorrow unless, is going to be unless somebody wants to call in and discuss it. We'll stay overtime. Eh. Anyway, move on. Tomorrow yeah. you were saying tomorrow. So tomorrow is going to be uh, what do we call that? Uh, temper tantrum Thursday. Something temper tantrum Thursday, and uh, I'm sure one of Ed's tantrum. What part of Ed's tantrum is going to be? You son of a bitch! You got me something. You got me stewing on something until. Actually, it's not two days. It's three days. It's three days. You got me stewing. Tonight, tomorrow. Oh, jeez, oh. man. <laughs> the, things that, the, the things I do for you, John. The things I do for you, and I and I surely appreciate it. So on Absolutely. Saturday, here's here's what I'll be thinking. Wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> I had planned to drop that in after one of the Trump uh, pieces of audio, and I I forgot. But it's a good one to keep around, though. Jack Nicholson is the Joker. Is. I'm Batman. We're losing John. He's napping now. He's yawning. He's had a big day. No, I'm not. I was coughing. Oh, is that what you were doing? Yeah, I hit the cough button. I'm getting better. 
Yeah, sometimes you're eating the cough budding and budding? turning it off even when I'm done. Well, that's that's the thing is that you actually come back on the air, and that's that's really where we're we're having our issues. It's not you not coughing on air; it's you not speaking on air after you have coughed. I see. Well, we'll we're working on it here. Hashtag you know, big time professional pe- radio. That's us, baby. People, people forget. I don't have that big Marconi, uh, that uh, Marconi co- or college uh, <laughs> certificate going. that says I went that I went to some sort of the Columbia School of Broadcast for radio. The Columbia School of Broadcasting. Okay, you never I heard think of that? There's a Marconi School? Oh yeah, I have actually. Oh okay, I had a I knew somebody that went through the uh, Columbia School of Broadcasting. He had the gosh, this is late seventies, early eighties. This guy I worked with, and I think he paid to have a fifteen-minute show on some station in Boondock, Texas, uh, once a week, as mm. part of his. Uh, again, this is late seventies, early eighties. Had the great voice, had the booming radio voice, uh, a bit of a personality too, and. I, that's what I seem to remember. Again, this is going back some years, about 40 years. So, And I couldn't tell you what I had for lunch today. You know what annoys me the most probably about the, some of the things I'm going through with my reading and what have you? The fact that you're very poor at it? But you know something? <laughs> I don't know if I told you or not, but I dropped out halfway through grade. So I've... I don't own a, I don't own a diploma, and okay. when I started driving cab when I was twenty three, I looked at it and said, "Okay, needs a diploma. I'm making a living." But let me ask a question: You had already successfully learned how to read, I trust, before the eleventh mm-hmm. grade. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. you pretty much had that nailed. Sixth grade, seventh grade, something like that. Uh, you know, I not I'm not looking for sympathy here. I'm not giving you. But any. I pretty my my reading skills dim, diminished uh, not long after my father died. Okay, well, be honest with you. Okay. Well, that um, just you just took the that, fun out of that. Sorry. Thanks, thanks for picking up the room. Thanks for sending us off on a high note tonight. <laughs> now I got to scramble no, here. What I was. What I what I was getting at was is that I went to Brown College. It was called Brown Institute at the time. All right. In uh, Minneapolis, and I did a read, or um, uh, to to see if I had any skills to do to, you know, if it was worth my while pursuing this. And the gentleman who I did the read for said that's you're one of the he said i was one of the only ones that read that property pronounced the words correctly mm-hmm. had that whole voice going for me and whatnot you found and radio tfi fm now it's here you know and all of a sudden uh nothing nothing just, but here we are blasting out fifty thousand watts on radio, oh, that just TFI, home of the hits, That's more right. hits, more often. And two chuckle butts here that taking up an hour, uh, four days a week. <laughs> four 
nights a week, absolutely. And what do you know? Yeah, hey, that was a perfect way to go out on this. So, I guess un- until tomorrow, where it is going to be uh, Temper Tantrum Thursday. That actually sounds better on Temper Tantrum Tuesday, but uh, hey, beggars can't be choosers. So, from Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. Adios. See ya!